Welcome to another tale from George's Pocketbook. George is a frontline UK response officer dedicated to fighting crime, resolving family disputes in minutes that have taken years to break down and getting in the faces of the social underclass. All events are real and names and places have been changed to protect the innocent, not so innocent and plain stupid. In this crazy world where it's perceived that the bad guys get more rights than some victims, George is always at his happiest when he feels he's got one over on a defence solicitor. Like most police officers who interview their own prisoners, he views the defence brief as a necessary evil. Given that the UK criminal justice system is deemed as one of the fairest in the world, and a model that even the US built theirs on, he accepts them for what they are. How they sleep at night, however, is beyond his comprehension. But then he might guess that someone has to do it, or the system wouldn't work. For the most part, defence solicitors know how to play the system and are reasonably well behaved. Like everyone, George has had a few stroppy ones who have decided that his line of questioning was inappropriate. He's even had occasions where a solicitor has hijacked the interview, answering questions on behalf of the prisoner. That's no problem, though. He just stops the tapes and ejects the wayward brief from his interview. Anyway... There's a line drawn in the sand, and as far as George is concerned, a clear one. And some of them decide to try and cross it. Take New Year's Eve, for instance. As a result of a routine traffic stop, George arrested a disqualified driver for taking a motor vehicle without the owner's consent, or TWOC, also known as taking and driving away, or TDA to some among you. The prisoner coughed to it at the roadside, and then again at the custody desk. He didn't want a solicitor, so George decided on a quick taped interview because he'd admitted his wrongdoing twice already, and he could have him charged and released from custody in really short order. Prior to, and during the interview, he was offered the services of a legal representative, which he declined, and then sang like a canary, admitting to both offences while being tape-recorded. On the way back to the custody desk with his prisoner, George bumped into Jan, a duty solicitor, who was there on another job. She recognised George's prisoner, obviously not a good thing for the prisoner, and asked if they had been in to interview it. The prisoner replied, yes, and that he was banged to rights, which he was. At this point, the duty brief erupted like a banshee. She shouted at the prisoner and then turned her attention to George, accusing him of tricking her client, being unethical and unprofessional. Of course, George reminded her that she was in a police custody office and who she was talking to. He also pointed out that if she continued to shout in the custody area, causing a disturbance, she would be removed. Jan wasn't happy with this at all, and demanded to speak to the inspector. Fortunately, he was already in custody, carrying out prisoner reviews, and had heard the entire commotion. He took Jan to one side and reminded her of the process. A prisoner had just as much right to not be advised by her, or any other legal representative, as they did to get it. Just as the police could not force the prisoner to give up the right to independent legal advice, she could not force him to take it. Her erstwhile client had been offered legal advice on three separate occasions, and so she should wind her neck in. Nice one, Gov. Good to have the support of the boss. George went home a happy Bobby, and looking forward to his next encounter with Jan. Jan.